This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Welcome to Accelerate Your Business Growth, where we're exploring all sorts of business topics. Experts from around the world, join me, your host, Diane Helbig, for a conversation where they share their expertise with all of you. Take what you need, when you need it. Featured on Inc.com, Forbes, and MSNBC's Your Business, this podcast is recognized as one of the best podcasts for small business, sales, leadership, social media, and more. When it comes to business, Accelerate Your Business Growth has got it covered. And now on with the show. My guest today is John Clayton. As Chief Development Officer at Acceleration Partners, John leads strategic growth and corporate development initiatives for the agency. He joined Acceleration Partners through the acquisition of Streamline Marketing, which he founded and grew rapidly to one of the leading firms in the affiliate affiliate industry over seven years. John is a veteran of the partnership space where he spent his entire career. Prior to founding Streamline, he held positions at CJ Affiliate. And a lot of people who uh, do affiliate marketing, I'm sure are familiar with CJ. So thanks so much for joining me today, John. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It's great to be here and and looking forward to the conversation. I am as well. We're going to be talking about um, influencer marketing and affiliate marketing, but I, I want to start um, with some definitions, just sort of as a baseline. So, what is influencer marketing? That's a a, a very loaded and and broad question. <laughs> I think it it can uh, it can certainly cover a lot a lot of different elements, but I think the way that we would define you know influencer marketing and and, and brands specifically would define influencers are. Essentially, social media personalities, um, and those can be large mega celebrities, you know, people that are, are incredibly famous and have millions of followers, all the way down to uh, micro and, and nano influencers, folks that have, um, you know, maybe even a few hundred followers uh, across social media platforms. And predominantly, we're talking about uh, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, and, and maybe Facebook, if you wanted to, to include that as part of the meta a uh, suite. Um, but essentially, they are online uh, you know, social media uh, uh, you know, talent, uh, if you want to call them that. And, and they have a, a following uh, of individuals um, who follow them for, for a number of reasons. Again, they could be celebrities, they could have a very similar interest to that uh, creator um, in terms of the content they're developing. Um, and they look for them uh, for entertainment, uh, for insights into uh, you know, everyday life. They look for them uh, to, to for reviews on products or uh, clothing or, or items they may be talking about. Um, they generally follow them for for a multitude of reasons, but um, essentially they're they're engaging with the content they create in, in a, a unique way. And um, and those are the types of folks that, that brands are engaging with. And 
when it comes to marketing uh, with those those creators, um, generally speaking, brands are engaging with them to promote uh, a product or a brand or uh, some sort of event. Um, and they are uh, working with those influencers to develop content uh, that then is showcased to the influencers' followers. Um, and the sort of end state goal of that is to drive some sort of engagement with that content that is beneficial to the brand. Okay. And then thank you for that. And um, so then what is affiliate marketing? <laughs> it's going to sound really similar. Um, affiliates <laughs> affiliates are uh, online generally, uh, you know, some sort of online entity or business, um, uh, a website. Uh, it could be a blog. It could be a coupon website. It could be a, a site where users get cash back for shopping through, through merchants um, there's, uh, thousands of different types and varieties of them. Um, and, and, and they, they operate in, in, in their own sort of worlds and, and different verticals. Um, but the, the general premise behind what they do is brands engage with them, uh, in, in some way to promote a product, a sale, uh, an event or something along those lines from a brand, um, and they engage with them to, uh, to promote, uh, whatever that thing is they're trying to highlight to the audiences that go to these various affiliate websites. Um, and uh, the end state and the end result is to drive some sort of an outcome for the brand. Uh, so similar to an influencer and, and really they kind of sound very, very similar in terms of uh, the, the description of them. The, the real differentiation in the segmentation is that influencers specifically are, might be categorized as only folks that are across social media um, and affiliates are really everything else in, in terms of the way that we would define the sort of online landscape. Okay. I appreciate that. And, and I totally get the similarity between the two. And these two strategies have largely been separate, right? That that they haven't been mixed in with each other. Um having said that, is there value in a brand combining those two marketing strategies is you know is it beneficial yeah so so again back to the sort of definitions of of these two strategies right they're very very similar the the only difference again is that you know influencers just happen to exist across meta and and tiktok and youtube um but Generally speaking, they are businesses that are promoting other businesses. And so if you think of an overarching strategy that is going to want to partner with various online entities to promote your brand, um, you know, we would we would view it as a as an opportunity to align strategy to work across both affiliate and influencer in a similar capacity. And traditionally, and especially over the past uh if a few years. Influencer and affiliate have been segmented out, and they're very much different channels from a marketing mix, and and are treated differently. But it's largely due to the way that influencers are compensated uh, relative to affiliate, and and how brands have looked at at differentiating those channels. So, affiliates, um, just for for clarity for the audience, affiliates are generally paid by brands on a commission basis. So they're compensated when they are driving sales and revenue for a brand. And influencers traditionally. The way they've been compensated by brands is they're paid 
to create content and they're paid some sort of a fixed fee for developing that content. Um, so a brand might engage with an influencer to develop a couple of Instagram stories and a reel uh, and maybe cross post that to TikTok and YouTube and they'll pay them 10 grand and hope to sort of receive revenue on the back end of that promotion. Um, so they're very, very similar uh, just in terms of the broader context of them being partners, the, the difference is really the compensation model in terms of how it's historically been done. However, what we are seeing right now is a heavy convergence of the two industries where influencers are sort of embracing and adopting a more performative type of compensation structure where they're starting to receive commissions from brands in lieu of fixed fee sorts of engagements um, where they're being paid on a performance basis as opposed to this sort of flat fixed fee upfront cost. Oh, that's interesting. Are they doing that because it's that recurring sort of revenue model? So, so there's a number of factors that are leading to it. Um, and again, if we kind of look at the the history of the influencer space, um, you know, over the the past decade, as social media has has you know, obviously grown exponentially, and uh, the the audience sizes have, have grown as well. Um, you know, influencers have garnered quite a bit of brand attention and brand budget, and and especially with the pandemic and everything that happened with COVID, uh, brands were just throwing money left and right at influencers because it was one of the only mediums that um, a they could even develop content through. Uh, especially during the pandemic, and 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 B is really in front of the the types of audiences they're trying to attract and go after, and they know it's incredibly valuable. With there's so many stats out there that that uh, you know can show you how uh, certain segments of the audiences are are engaging with content that influencers are developing that influence their purchase behavior. Um, brands are keenly aware that um, you know, this medium is is incredibly effective at driving awareness and revenue. Um, but what's changed over the past, let's say, 12 months or so is that um, brands are no longer able to spend wildly like drunken sailors uh, with influencers. And they're actually being tasked with measuring the performance and the outcomes of their influencer campaigns. Um, and you know that's being driven by larger macro factors that are at play um, with with any business right now. Um, but instead of spending you know millions of dollars in in a year on influencers when they're sort of paying and not necessarily measuring the results of those campaigns, uh, marketers are are being forced to um, really get an, a keen understanding of the measurement and the impact of those campaigns in terms of what they're driving from a revenue perspective and changing the compensation model from a upfront payment that has no guarantee of results um, and is highly speculative uh, to something that is entirely driven on performance um, is, a, is a very uh, large adjustment there. Um, so brands are certainly driving um, some of that change. Uh, on the other side, influencers, as you said, are, are looking at a recurring revenue model and as sort of an alternative revenue stream for their own businesses where the brand deals that were all over the place two years ago and and really anyone that had a following could much go out there and get a brand deal um, from a brand that would pay them a fixed fee to create content, they've kind of dried up. And so influencers themselves are having to embrace a different compensation structure to adopt to the market as well. Um, so it's sort of being driven by by both sides. Um, but but smart influencers are realizing that they can leverage affiliate compensation and affiliate revenue 
um, is, is again as a sort of alternative revenue stream. So they still lean on the brand deals and they they see the brand revenue that's coming in from those sort of fixed fee types of engagements, but they're also generating content that is uh, building recurring revenue from them uh, through an affiliate model. I see. Okay, I really appreciate that. That that is tremendously helpful. So, um, how do I want to ask this question? So, I guess my question is, how do marketers and brands, especially small businesses, um, leverage these two types of marketing um, coming together and and working in tandem? So I, I think that my advice for any any business of any size um, should uh, be participating a in, in affiliate marketing and b in, in influencer marketing in some capacity. Um, you know there there are uh, you know, pretty much any e commerce side out there um, should have an affiliate program. I, I really don't see any any uh, negative reason not to. Um, the, the, the compensation model behind it is highly attractive to brands in terms of paying for performance. Right, you're paying for when sales are generated. Um, and you know, influencer marketing in general uh, is is incredibly effective, um, as we talked about, in terms of driving uh, to the right audience and and getting visibility into the brand and and products you may be willing to promote. Um, the the challenge is really structuring a program that is going to be able to attract both affiliates and influencers and and make them want to uh, work with you as a, as a business. And for smaller brands, it's it's a little bit harder, um, and I'll, I'll give a few examples. So, every small e-commerce brand out there has this general idea of, of the perfect influencer that they might want to work with, and generally, they're pretty large, and they're they have you know hundreds of thousands, if not millions, of followers. We have these conversations all the time where a brand will come to us and say, "Look, we really like this influencer. Um, their followers are really into the." Uh, this sort of uh, content that that we're looking um, to produce, and they, they have similar in, interests in their their audience profiles. Um, we'd like to work with them, but we don't really have a budget to pay them any sort of fixed fee to to develop content. So we we want to just pay them a commission um, to promote uh, brands and or to, to promote our brand. And and unfortunately, you know, given the size of that uh, influencers following count, um, generally speaking, they're they're going to be less likely to just work on a pure commission basis with um, a smaller brand that might be a little bit unknown. Um, and so, unless it, it's a it's an incredibly aligned audience, um, it's it's difficult to make those deals happen. And so, we have to coach these smaller businesses into gradually working up um their engagements with influencers and so generally speaking what you need to do is you need to start small right so smart start with nano and micro influencers and these are really folks that are maybe a couple thousand followers that are just highly aligned to the demographics and uh, that you're trying to target and the interests that you're going after um and trying to establish relationships with them and getting some some wins with smaller influencers is really effective at being able to scale uh, your campaigns um, is you're able to sort of point to the success that you've seen with other influencers as you try to recruit uh, folks that maybe have a bit of a, a larger following. Um, 
And then just thinking about the the actual compensation method in which you are willing to work with them. Um, as I said, influencers are adopting the more performance oriented types of engagements where they're getting paid on commission, but they're still much more willing to work with a brand if you have some fixed dollars to put behind a campaign. Mm-hmm. So, you know, what we would advise is that you carve out a budget that is going to allow for you to compensate an influencer for their time and effort to build content in general, but maybe mutually align your incentives so that you're compensating them with commission when they are driving revenue from that content they're developing. Um, And we call this kind of a hybrid model of uh, a fixed fee and a commission. So a good strategy might be to talk to an influencer and say, hey, like, I really want to work with you. Your, Your audience is really aligned with my product and my brand. You know, how do we work together? And nine times out of 10, that influencer, if they're you know, a professional influencer, is going to say, great, I'd love to work with you. I, I like your product as well. Here's my rate card. And it's $10,000 to create this content. <laughs> um, you know, a way to negotiate with them as a brand would be to say, okay, great. But, you know, we'd love to work with you. That's that's outside of our budget. You know, we can't pay you $10,000, but we'll pay you $2,500 and we'll give you a 10% commission for all revenue that you generate um, through the channel. Um, and so you sort of use the commission structure as a as a means to negotiate and and get fees down. But also, you know, you want to pay these creators for the the content they're developing and for the time they're spending on on doing this stuff. Um, so it's it's a it's a nice way to sort of mutually again align incentives and ensure that you're paying them for their time and and um, you know getting something out of it. Yeah, I I love that example. Now, as of course, as you were talking about that, I was thinking. This feels like it could be um, somewhat complicated to track. So talk to us about technology and, and the technology that's out there that makes it more streamlined. Yeah. Yeah. Great, great question. Um, and, and, and it can be complicated. Um, there is uh, you know, a lot of different ways in which you can track these types of engagements. Um, what we are seeing um, back to the sort of convergence of affiliate and influencer kind of coming together um, as brands have gone from away from, you know, just paying flat fees for, for these creators to develop content, to trying to build engagements that are again, focused around driving more performance and outcomes from their campaigns. They've needed to find ways in which to track those partnerships and scale them effectively. Um, fortunately, there is an existing infrastructure in, in e-commerce that, it, that exists to pay partners and, and to compensate entities that are driving revenue and, and sales um, to, your, to your business. And that is an affiliate channel or specifically an affiliate platform uh, and tracking technology. And so um, any brand that uh, has an affiliate program, so whether that's CJ or Impact or ShareASale or AWIN or and the other you know, dozen or so that are out there can use that technology to track influencer uh, performance and engagement. So you can give an influencer a coupon code and have your affiliate platform track when that code is redeemed and compensate the affiliate, uh, sorry, the influencer that way. Um, you can give them traditional affiliate links to use in their content. So if they're doing a YouTube video, um, that link can live in the in the description. Uh, it can be a link in bio um, on on their social media sites. Um, and then you attract them like you would any other affiliate and compensate them from a commission perspective that way. Um, you can use the platforms to pay 
flat fees if you do sort of engage in that hybrid model or even just purely on a on a flat fee pers- uh, perspective. Um, and then you can use the the platform as obviously can give you measurement of the performance and the revenue. Um, so the, the the nice thing about leveraging the sort of existing technology stack out there is that most brands that have been in e-commerce for a while have this uh, existing platform that is really purpose built for managing these types of partnerships. Um, and you know, back to the sort of evolution of the space, a couple of years ago, it was really hard to get influencers to to do that, to join an affiliate platform, to get a link from it, to go through that process. But as the industry has evolved and as these influencers are broadly adopting this concept, they're much more comfortable using those systems nowadays. And so it's it's pretty commonplace. So you won't have the same types of objections to signing up to CJ, for example, and, and going and pulling a, an affiliate link. I see. Okay. So, um, okay. So. This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three-row all-electric SUV, the Kia EV9. With available all-wheel drive and seating for up to seven adults. With zero to 60 speed that thrills you one minute. And available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com slash EV9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely. This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader this station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Are there platforms that you think are better than others or is it, it really just, you know, sensibility of the person choosing it? Because you mentioned a couple. Yeah, I mean, it's over others. You know, I I think in general, there are some leading, um, you know, technology platforms out there in in the affiliate space that um, lend themselves well to to managing influencers, but really all of them do uh, have similar functionalities in terms of what um, they're able to to provide to to the influencer specifically, if we're talking about influencer marketing using, using those platforms. Um, if some of the systems are are really embracing creators and are are building tools and, and systems to support them. So you know, Impact has made a lot of investments uh, in in their uh, sort of influencer support. Um, you know, CJ is is also doing. They've done an integration with Creator IQ, which is a sort of influencer discovery and, and measurement platform. Um, Rakuten has has an integration with Maverick. Um, you know, all of them are are really kind of leaning into the influencer space. So like they're they're all, I think, um, you know, moving in the right direction in terms of being able to support these types of engagements. Um, so generally speaking, if if a brand has an affiliate platform, you can certainly support uh creators on it. I think some of them are a little bit more user-friendly and simple to use for for influencers than others, but it's not like one is is just this beacon and of of uh expertise that you know works way better than the others. They all 
realistically can do the same um, effective thing. It just comes down to making sure you have a support structure in place to help onboard those influencers into the affiliate platform and answer questions when they may have them about using the system if it's unfamiliar to them. Yeah, having that system and process to it. And um, do you, can you give us an example of like a success story? I don't know if you have any for that that are on the smaller scale, but just you know any additional examples that so people can grab onto it and have a better understanding. Yeah. So generally speaking, you know, our, our engagements are with larger brands. Um, there, there certainly are thousands of examples of, of smaller brands working with influencers in this you know, kind of performance-driven capacity. And you know, like anybody that's been on uh, you know, Meta or, or TikTok, especially TikTok recently, has seen um, you know, uh, an influencer hawking a product they have never heard of before, but is very captivated by, by that product. And, and the, the hashtag TikTok made me buy it is a, is a real thing, right? So a lot of brands have, have put um, a massive amount of their, their investment into working with influencers to, to drive awareness and overall transactional activity for, for products that, especially if consumers have never heard of them before. Um, so there's definitely a, a lot of examples out there and, and you know, many D2C brands have kind of built up their um, their entire uh, business model based on on working with creators in a really effective way. Um, but a specific example that we would have with with some of our client bases, um, we built a really, really interesting program for Allbirds, which is built on this kind of affiliate model um, where we have uh, well over a thousand sort of smaller influencers that are partnered with Allbirds. And um, we, we compensate them in an affiliate capacity. They're paid commissions. Um, occasionally, we give them free product um, if there's a new product launch or something along those lines. But uh, we drive millions of dollars in revenue um, for the brand through that channel. It's a it's a great recurring revenue stream, and the content that these creators produce is incredibly valuable, and it's repurposable across a bunch of different mediums. So, uh, Alberts uses it on site um, for sort of product reviews. Uh, we leverage that content through paid media and and put advertising dollars behind it. Uh, to drive additional revenue and conversions, um, so there's a bunch of a bunch of other elements and ways in which brands use um, the actual content that's developed by creators. It's not just uh, you know in a, an organic posting capacity, but um, it, overall, it's a smashing success for the brand. It's it's uh, you know they have thousands of of fans essentially promoting the product on an ongoing basis, and it's incredibly effective for them. Boy, I love that example. It is it is so great because I think that's something that people don't realize is that content, when you repurpose that content, it really just magnifies um, someone else saying how great you are and you can use it in, in other venues. I'm not sure people realize that. They yeah, one road. Yeah, that's that's the thing we have to look at from an influencer perspective. Is is this is a you have to look at it holistically, right? Um, just measuring the organic revenue that might come from an or, you know an organic post. Um, somebody going to the the influencer's bio and clicking that link in their bio and going through and buying something from site, um, you know, is really only capturing a fraction of the overall lift and impact of of those campaigns and and what that's driving for the brand. Um, so, so smart marketers are are leveraging that content. They're ingesting it on site. 
um, on product pages, uh, which is which is incredibly valuable at, at driving conversion. We've seen brands that do that when they have UGC on site. You know, it, it doubles conversion um, on individual products, if not more. Um, so it's incredibly effective in, in that capacity. We use um, uh, sort of paid media to amplify that content uh, as well, so we can highly we can go after after very specific audiences and 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 targets um through through paid media with that content um in a in a more trackable way um with with paid ads so that we can really hone in on the right audiences we're trying to go after and drive revenue um from that perspective so it's it's usable in all sorts of different ways and 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 formats and so um you know if you can lean into that as well uh, and look at alternative ways to to leverage the value of what's being developed. It can be incredibly lucrative. Yeah, oh, that is fabulous. There are so many great nuggets of information in this conversation, John. I just I love every minute of it. I'm so grateful to you um, for spending this time with us and explaining this because boy, people really need to embrace it and understand it. Yeah, it's a fantastic industry. I mean, it's it's there's a lot of moving pieces and it's evolving very quickly and it's uh it, it's overall fairly simple in concept, but it can be complex um as well. And again, you have to think of the, these as as ongoing partnerships, right? This is not a one-off uh set and forget sort of strategy. It's something that takes time to to build out relationships um with these these creators and um, again, if you if you leverage the channel and you leverage it in a smart way and an effective way, it can be incredibly effective. And um, you know, there's there's so many different creative ways in which brands are working with with these audiences. Um, and I really think we're just at the the start of uh, of the evolution of the industry, and it's going to get really exciting to see how it how it moves over the next few years. Yeah, it is going to be really interesting to see what what it turns into. Well, again, thank you so much. Will you tell the listeners how they can find you and, and anything else you think they should know? Yeah, absolutely. Always happy to chat about all things influencer and affiliate marketing. Uh, you can find me on on, on LinkedIn at John Clayton. Um, and our, our site is accelerationpartners.com. Um, again, we're the, the largest partner marketing agency in the world. And if anyone has uh, any desire to chat about uh, anything regarding partnerships, uh, we're, we'd love to have a conversation. Fantastic. Thank you. And listeners, thank you. You are who we're doing this for. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Accelerate Your Business Growth, a production of Evergreen Podcasts. Discover more episodes of this podcast and explore others at evergreenpodcast.com. As always, continue to prosper and be curious. And if you're looking to get your sales strategy headed in the right direction, pick up a copy of Succeed Without Selling on Amazon or wherever books are sold. Until we meet again on another episode of Accelerate Your Business Growth, goodbye and good day. Coming up on 5-Minute News, I'm Anthony Davis. You might think it's partisan because maybe it's critical of one side or the other, but it's not. It's just the truth. And I think that's also something that's kind of unusual for Americans listening to the radio or to podcasts because the news landscape in the States has been so partisan for so many decades. So 5-Minute News is verified, truthful, independent, unbiased and essential world news daily.